and welcome to Alone in the Boondocks. Uh, my name's Andrew. And my name's Tyler. And this is a podcast um, we're going to try to do weekly, specifically about what it is like uh, to be a person who has social beliefs and political beliefs that would be classified as progressive or leftist. Um, uh, for a person like that to live in a rural area, uh, rural areas in the United States specifically are, uh, not oftentimes very forward thinking, uh, not very progressive, not very, you know, the, the word liberal gets thrown around a lot as kind of an, an epithet that you're, <laughs> that you're supposed to avoid. Yeah. Um, yeah, in a small area like this, the, the word liberal is almost hurled as an insult to some. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we just want to explore that uh, as best we can. Uh, we want to be thorough and honest. Um, and sometimes sometimes that's going to be through humor. Uh, the purpose of this podcast is not to point and laugh at my neighbors and my community members because I do feel a great love and compassion for the vast majority of them. Um, but, I mean, to a degree, if, if we don't, if we don't deal with some of these issues with humor, then I don't think we would survive it, frankly, sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Especially in, in today's day and age, which I think is a good segue to what we'd like to talk about today is like the, the discussion of how the coronavirus is affecting like small town America, like the rural areas that we've lived in and grown up in and how people have just been handling it and or not handling it really is is kind of the idea of today's episode. Yeah, that's I mean some people have absolutely refused to handle it. You're and and I guess to it I mean maybe we're playing with that word um maybe that their handling is this uh ignorance to towards it. Um but I don't yeah, handling it, by not handling. Yeah, yeah, even if you are completely uh electronically disconnected completely disconnected from any type of media at this point. Um Unless you live, you know, in a cabin deep in the mountains somewhere, if you have uh, any connection or communication with anyone, you know what's going on. To you know, to a degree, I don't mean that you're an expert in it, um, but you know something is happening. Uh, yeah, you know some things are different right now. Yeah, yeah, and to not respond appropriately uh, can be, you know, based on a number of things, and we we want to explore some of those. So. Our hope, our hope each week, not not just with this episode with the coronavirus, with COVID-19, um, is, you know, f to observe and comment on what we're seeing. Uh, secondly, um, it's called Alone in the Boondocks, but, you know, we know we're not alone. We know there's a lot of other members of our community who are uh, forward-thinking, progressive folks who, uh, you know, are, are tuned into what is going on on a, on a national scale, on a, on, you know, whether it's your state politics, whether it's local politics, whether it's global concerns. Um, we do know that there are some people who are tuned in and aware of the, the consequences of belief and, and just speech. It doesn't always even just come down to voting. It's, you know, it's how you advocate for other human beings as well. Right. And this is a, I think this would be a great, uh, I don't even know the word I'm looking for, but a great, a great tool for people to listen to and know that you're you're not alone, like you just said. Yeah. And the fact that, I mean, even a little bit of a change is a change in the right direction. If we can, it's not a crusade. We're not trying to change everybody's political beliefs. No. But I think just trying to open the eyes to the beliefs of of yesteryear that aren't necessarily 
maybe the best for today. Yeah, they're not move. They they seem stagnant. Um, they're not they're not changing based on new information uh, or compassion to a lot of to a lot of points. Um, so if you are a person who does think of yourself as, I, I don't think very many very many people label themselves regressive. Um, but if you are of a conservative mindset, um, politically or socially, then I hope too, that we can approach these things in a way that is respectful enough to you as a human being that you might open your mind to some of the ideas that we are, um, that we're playing with here. Yeah. And even if you don't, we, we respect a, a respectful debate. Yeah. I mean, no name calling. Let's, Let's get it down to brass tacks is really what it is. I mean, it doesn't need to. We're not looking to offend all the regressive people in the room, and we don't want to be called, you know, libtards every time we think <laughs> we think that someone should have universal health care. I can't remember the last time I commented you know, on something. I, <laughs> I can't remember the last time I commented on something on social media that I didn't get labeled. <laughs> a libtard, a communist. <laughs> um, oh, man. There's so many words, and I'm I I just I feel like I don't I don't put them in a a, a dictionary to flip through for myself because it would hurt. <laughs> Liberal nicknames so, dictionary um, page one. Oh man, maybe we should get on that. That sounds publishable. Um, so yeah. in the future, maybe too, we'll have the alone some, in the backwoods uh, liberal dictionary. Yeah, yeah. Um, so maybe maybe on future episodes of Alone in the Boondocks, we may have uh, folks that we want to talk to about a subject. Um, we are not an author. We are not authorities on any of these things. Um, we are people with opinions. Um, we yeah. are believers. We are believers of science of of mainstream science. Um, we are. You can't believers- see it, but I'm giving you the de- devil horns for science. the devil horns. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the, science. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we are believers in, you know, an individual's right to live their life the way they see fit, as long as it is not, you know, impeding upon someone else's lifestyle, right? Uh, you shouldn't smoke, you shouldn't smoke in a birth ward. I don't think that that's right. Um, shouldn't smoke at all. Honestly, you shouldn't smoke. Um, this just became a PSA. Vaping, (laughs) vaping is way cooler. (laughs) <laughs> no, please don't. Please don't say that. Uh, if any of my students ever hear this, they will be. Oh, well, the podcast that he's on, uh, they said vaping is cool. So now, just a disclaimer: I'm allowed to say it because I'm straight edge. Oh, okay. I yeah. can say, I can say doing drugs is cool because I've literally never ever done drugs. <laughs> okay, okay. That seem you seem to be fighting against your own cause, but I'll, uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm a walking contradiction in most cases. Okay, but we all are, and I and I think that too is yeah. something. To, yeah, here let me thoroughly ruin your joke by making it a serious point for our podcast. Uh, I do think that that is that is something we will touch on a lot. Is that we are not. I mean, I, I'm if we get to I don't know, you know I don't know what I don't know what a long a, a long lifespan for a podcast looks like. But if we get to you know X number of episodes, I'm sure you can take what I said in one episode against what I said in another episode and be like, what a, what a hypocrite. <laughs> um, but I, I, I do still think I do my best to live by uh, uh, a set of standards that allow themselves to be fluid when it seems morally appropriate. Um, right. You know, we, we should be learning from our situation. What, you know, like the words that we use for each other 
you know, in junior high are not words that would be, you know, socially acceptable by any means anymore. Not at all. Right. Um, and, and again, that's not to say, oh, well, we were kids, so that was that was OK or to say, oh, well, it was a different time. So that was OK. But, um, you know, words have meanings. And oftentimes, you know, when you're a kid, too, you are just kind of using plate, placeholders. You know, yeah. these are just variables that you're throwing. And around. You don't you don't necessarily and you don't understand that the the hate that the the people of these varieties have actually experienced by these negative words and stuff. Right. One hundred percent. So, um, you know, uh, yeah, that's just our disclaimer that we, we reserve the right to be hypocrites. <laughs> yes. And uh, we will be, we will be practicing. Yeah. Yeah. Practicing hypocrites. And also I think that should have been the name of the podcast, about, practicing hypocrites. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. And going, going back to what you were saying about being uh, younger and in, in junior high and stuff and saying words that would not fly today. There's a difference between knowing back then that those words weren't appropriate and we were still saying them to, to knowing now the real connotation behind them and yeah. knowing that like that's a that's a no go. Like yeah. we shouldn't you shouldn't do that. I mean Right. Doesn't fly. Yeah. Using a stand in for the word stupid is not okay. It, I mean, it's still not okay. To, you're, it's all. It's also not okay to you know scream. You're stupid in someone's face either. Uh, <laughs> you stupid idiot. It, it doesn't matter what word you're using. If your intention is foul, it's always foul. Uh, my point being, you can't take a foul word and use it innocently either. That's not a. That's not a thing. Right. So, um, anyway, for today's topic, uh, talking about COVID nineteen and how it is that we have seen people in our area handle it. Uh, on social media, or even in those terrible moments when we do actually have to leave our home. I am fortunate enough to uh, be a quote-unquote essential worker, but I get to work from home. And that has that has really, yeah. you know, w- you, with a newborn in the house and my wife still at home on maternity leave, that has been a huge comfort for me. You have not been that lucky. I mean... I will definitely say that I don't have it as bad as, say, my wife who has to deal with the general population literally every day. I'm, I'm with the same probably eight or nine people every day, and we're – 90% of us know that um, things are, are pretty serious and we should avoid, you know, contact, going out in public and stuff. We, we've all been handling it pretty well. Yeah. There's occasional times where I have to deal with the general population, but I haven't, I haven't actually been to the grocery store in – um, uh, probably three or four weeks. Yeah. So, yeah, that's nice, and that's why I mean, I c- clearly this is hard on all of us. Um, yeah, it, it is. It's not like a, oh, I've got it so bad, you've got it so bad. It's right. Like, it just sucks for everybody. Yeah, it does. Nobody suck for wants everybody. this to be happening. But it, it they, I, that being said, it's absolutely worse for a heck of a lot of people that are not me. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I recognize that, and so yeah, I mean, I guess I'll take this time then too, just to say, if you are out there on the front lines, be uh, you know, be it in the healthcare system or uh, in working in any food service, anything like that. Thank you for everything that you are doing. Um, clearly no one wants to see it, you know, a complete shutdown of, of society. Even the amount of shutdown yeah. we're seeing is difficult. That being said, and I think we should note this. I a hundred percent think it's necessary right now. Um, yeah. Let me, uh, let me go back on your, your nurse talk here and say, we'll just say 
that I know of a, a person out in the Midwest who will appreciate us talking about her real quick, but is just all gung-ho on helping everybody she can in the hospital she works at. And she, like, will get off work and she'll be like, I was on the, the COVID wing tonight and she was like, it just felt so good to be around these people and just trying to help them when they can. I won't yep. name any names, but she'll know that she lives in the Midwest and her where she lives is super boring because it's actually in not a cool state and they have a lot of potatoes there, but... <laughs> Um, but I digress. So uh, that was that was a beautiful overture, even though you just crapped on her state. <laughs> We're literally it's a podcast I mean, called Alone I mean, in the Boondocks. We live in the middle of nowhere as well. You just think that our state is better? Is that correct? <laughs> our boondocks yes. are better than her boondocks. I mean, she she does live twenty minutes from Tacoma, Washington, which seems kind of cool, but yeah, whatever. Okay. Um. So, anyways, I also sorry. Go ahead. No, no. Go ahead. Uh, I totally forgot what I was going to say. Oh, I do okay. remember. Now back onto the, the topic of essential employees here. I think a, a good segue into how the uh, the regressive folks are maybe dealing with this is they will be the first people to post on you know social media for their clout that they're thanking these essential workers, these quote-unquote heroes. But yep. then in three months or six months when everything maybe goes back to normal and these employees are not getting their hazard pay anymore and they're trying to live their lives on minimum wage or $10 an hour, trying to get a $15 minimum wage, these will be the first people to veto it or downvote it and not, not agree to it. Yeah, I, th- th- that is, a, which, that is a, a huge crusade in our area, which is mind-blowing to me. Uh, there is a huge crusade in our communities uh, against a living wage, despite the fact that the job market in this area it consists primarily of jobs that are, you know, either part-time employment or minimum wage jobs. We're fighting yeah. um, against our our neighbor for some reason because, you know, and I there's a guy in our area. He is a an EMT, an EMT or an EMS. I don't honestly know what the difference is. I'm not going to lie. If someone wants to Good correct to be me on that didn't know there was a difference yeah emergency medical service emergency medical technician yeah maybe i don't know yeah i'm not uh, maybe like the ems is the organization the emt is the individual worker it doesn't doesn't matter um he right. he posts constantly like why should someone flipping burgers get 15 dollars an hour when that's all i get or something like that and don't get me wrong i don't think that you know uh i, I if we want to talk about the value of one's labor you know um, that, that's a, that's a conversation maybe for another day. My dryer just buzzed. I don't know if the audio caught that. Um, but to, to assume that, or, or to, to push the agenda that any person doesn't deserve a wage to live on based on what you have ascribed to be the value of their job is, um, is mind blowing to me. You know, that, that right. sounds like the, I've, that sounds like the talk of a billionaire, and that's really the only person. Not that not that they should you know not that they, sh- they should feel morally justified in believing that, but that's the only you know if we're going to talk about the grander uh, class war, that's the only person who actually stands to benefit from insisting that someone doesn't get paid a living wage. Yeah, and it's it's funny how these people are so against minimum wage, but if you if you had a strike of all the people who only made minimum wage, you would lose 90% of your grocery store force. You would lose 90% of your fast food service, 90% of your, your restaurant staff. I mean, it's, these are services that you, that everybody takes for granted. I take them for granted, even as a person who's worked in the restaurant business for, for a while and stuff as, as a, 
been out of it for a while. Now it's like, oh, it's just so easy to go get some food and I don't have to cook it myself. But there's there's so many people that go into that who struggle to – you have a dishwasher who makes $8 an hour who's trying to support maybe two or three kids and stuff. Yep. Why shouldn't everybody be able to just make enough money to live? I mean it's not 1985 when you can – or not 1985 because that's not that long. Like 1950 when people are like, you can go to college for $80 a month. And I'm like, well, that's not today. Right. And that's what, I mean, anytime, anytime in our area that, uh, a community member gets, you know, terminally ill or something like that, you will see GoFundMes. And I, I'm consistently, again, I, I I do believe that it should be the, the burden of government to ensure it's people. We are, we live amongst people who are woefully un or underinsured. Uh, but when these GoFundMe's come up, I watch my neighbors and my community members, you know, meet their, their goals. Like they, they give money to people. They, when when it's right in front of them, they, they can be some of the most charitable, uh, loving people. But when it's, when it's this abstract idea of, you know, providing a living wage for every person, they immediately think that that that's taking legitimacy away. I mean, I think some of them fear that it's a resource game. Like, oh, if he gets the money, I don't get the money. And then others, it's this legitimacy thing. Like, I'm my job is harder. My job is more important. My job is more vital. Essential is the word that we like to use now. Um, yes. And and for Absolutely. those reasons, for those reasons, they don't deserve you know this, that, or the other thing. Yeah, and I think it stems back to the fact that yes. You have worked very hard to get where you're at in your career, like nonstop and since you got out of college. I've put some time into in, in my career as well, and I feel like I've worked hard for it. But that doesn't – I mean that doesn't deem somebody else useless because you know they're just getting a job bagging groceries. They're just right. getting a job flipping hamburgers. Everybody has to start somewhere. Right. And if that- you think about your first job and how terrible it probably was. I mean most of us don't start out you know, making 18 or $20 an hour as a – car wash attendant i don't know a job that pays like that that is sure. easy to do i don't i mean car washing is not easy to do. i don't wash my car so <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> i let no. the rain do it i let nature do it i'm funding <laughs> nature by letting it wash my car for me it is probably more environmentally friendly for you to not like i don't oh man i don't know let's not go down that rabbit hole just yet we'll get there, we, I we'll sprinkle get there. Bu- no i sprinkle a bunch of really toxic soap on my car right before it rains oh so, okay that's really I'm kind of i'm counterbalancing it that's, that's really cool of you so <laughs> i'm um, not wasting water but i'm in, in yeah yeah so the, so the way i've kind of been digesting uh the perspectives of the folks that i live around uh, and their res- their response to COVID nineteen, I kind of classified into six different categories, and and I want to spend some time in each of those. And I don't want to railroad here. I don't know if you. I know you've done research, so if you want to pop in on any of these, you know. Um, yeah, I've done I've done a little bit of math research here and stuff, kind of like breaking down um, the numbers of of cases and stuff and populations and yeah. and. And just that, I've I've got the figures. You've got the the real research here, so I'll, I'll okay. chime in when I can, and, and we'll we'll discuss. Okay, so my six categories are um, general ambivalence versus genuine ignorance, uh, science denial, conspiracy theories, Trump said dot dot dot. I'm not a oh, sheep, I- and I won't give up my liberties, and it won't affect me. Uh, it won't affect me is really just my catch all. 
Um, and I, and I guess it does kind of fall in with general ambivalence to a degree as well, but the, well, and we'll just go through each of these categories here. The general ambivalence versus genuine ignorance is, uh, I, I put that as a versus because I don't, I don't actually know which it is on a case to case basis. I see some people post, um, you know, especially like some older folks who like maybe their only their only you know media outreach their only media input and output is via Facebook. They get their news on Facebook. They share their opinions on Facebook. That is it. Um, Which is um, at the end of the day a terrible news source. Because yeah. Guess what you. So so Facebook today is what Wikipedia was to us in high school when when a teacher would say you can't you can't source from Wikipedia because anybody can post there. Yeah. That is Facebook today. Yeah, you're yeah, you're you're completely right. I mean, I I have watched some of the most like arch conservative people uh, advocate for things that I don't like. They're not. I, I saw a post recently that that essentially advocated for a purity test when this whole thing is over for media wings. Uh, it was advocating for McCarthyism. It was advocating for like uh, classic red scare tactics for deciding who does and does not retain their First Amendment rights. Um, and don't get me wrong. So wait, I can you break that? Can you break McCarthyism down for me a little bit more? I'm not yeah, sure. If I yeah, yeah. So, so uh, Joe McCarthy, famously in the 1950s, um, went about finding public figures who they believed to be uh, communists, uh, you know, a danger to the state, and arresting them or interrogating them. Um, it is it is a time period that I think is oftentimes referenced as the United States does not have a fantastic history of um, respecting civil rights for different groups, be it based on race, religion, you know, yada yada. Um, right. But but this was really one of the one of the catalyst moments in American history where we saw that being based on political beliefs, right? Um, this was, I mean, you at this time in the country, you had an American Nazi party who were not being trifled with by the government. However, uh, McCarthyism specifically sought out communists um, and and either harassed or just kind of blacklisted them. So there were, I, okay. should, I, I should know who they are in terms of, but I know that there were, you know, a lot of celebrities who... And I don't, I'm not boohooing for celebrities in general. I, I will rarely do that. I'm not terribly sympathetic for the, the hyper-wealthy. Um, but there were celebrities who weren't even communists or, or even really leftists who had their careers ruined um, by, you know, government interference and manipulation and harassment. Um, ultimately, okay. Ulti okay. yeah, yeah. So, uh, anyway, the, the also, ambivalence... Your, your six categories are basically the regressive version of Jeopardy. Like, you just laid out, like, <laughs> yeah. I want to be like... I'll, I'll take, take science uh, denial for 2,000. Conspiracy theories for 1,000, Alex. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, the general ambivalence versus genuine ignorance group, I don't think they have much of an agenda when it comes to this. I think they just are ill-informed. Um there, our, our governor is giving a press conference every weekday through this whole thing. The president is giving a press conference every weekday through this whole thing. Um, we don't live in New York State, but Andrew Cuomo uh, live streams on YouTube every single day, every single weekday. Uh, 
what it is that he's addressing. And, and a lot of the information that's coming out is dense. And I, and I think, or, or, you know, depending on who you watch, it could be disinformation too. I think that for a lot of people, um, and, and I'm not speaking to anyone's intelligence because I have a really short attention span. I have looked at stuff and been like, whoop, wall of text. I, I'm not reading it. Give yeah. me a TL, give, give me yeah, you a TLDR, <laughs> you know? You got to um, put the spaces in between it. Like I need to, I need it broken up because if I see a, just a thousand words in just one blob, I'm like, uh, right. uh I'm never going to retain any of this information. Right. And I mean, a lot of thing in these, a lot of the, the stuff in these, um, these press conferences, these news, news briefings that, that uh, you know, political leaders are giving right now, it's frequently the same thing day after day. They, I, I don't remember the last one I watched where they didn't say, wash your hands, wear a mask, you know, all the, all the stuff that, you know, we should all be doing. But if you look at it posted on Facebook or on YouTube or on Twitter and you see a runtime of like an hour, that turns a lot of people off. And that's how I think we get genuine ignorance. They're, they're generally ambivalent, yeah. right? They, they're generally like, I don't really care. I don't really follow politics. I don't really watch the news. I don't really, you know, um, and don't watch the news, read the news. Um, <laughs> that's my quick, um, and they become genuinely ignorant because they are generally ambivalent. So, um, yeah. I, I, I phrase I it as a, I phrase it as a dichotomy as a versus, but I don't think necessarily that, um, it's always that. I think oftentimes it's both. So, um, yeah, I think you, you summed that up pretty well. I don't think there was a okay. double jeopardy in that one either. So you, you don't think so? Not double jeopardy, <laughs> daily <laughs> double. I'm in it. I'm in daily double. Daily yeah. double. Double jeopardy. It means you can't be tried for the same crime. <laughs> yeah, you are correct. Uh, let me show you. Let, side note here. Let me just tell you how much of an idiot, idiot I am because I don't know if I've ever told anybody this, but it's probably a year or two ago I realized that double jeopardy means you can't be tried for like the same specific crime. Oh, like man. if I murdered somebody and I get off and I couldn't, I can't be charged again for that same murder. Correct. I thought it meant like if if. I killed somebody, and they called it murder, and I got off. That I couldn't be ever again charged with murder. <laughs> no, I don't think you should feel bad for that. I'm a giant. <laughs> I don't think you should feel bad for that. When I when I taught uh, the Bill of Rights to my civics class this year, I was exhaustive in explaining that double jeopardy doesn't mean you can be charged for a crime one time, and then now you just have carte blanche to commit that crime if they're if you're acquitted. Uh, that's ex that that was that's my theory. That's what I had. That's what I right. was thinking. It was. And that's what that's what the way it reads in the Constitution, and the way it reads in the textbook. Unfortunately, here's another great thing about rural areas: the textbook that you and I used in ninth grade is the same textbook that I used with my ninth graders this year. The same textbook. Oh my uh, god! It, it has At Bill. That point, what were thirteen years ago? Yeah, yeah. It has Bill Clinton as the most recent president. So, uh, oh yeah, God. it's a little outdated, but anyway, the, the phrasing in the, in the textbook would also lead you to believe that that's what double jeopardy means. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't think you're an idiot for that. I oh, think I that's just, a common, I blame it on the civics book then civics. Yeah. Book's fault. Yes. Yeah. Blame it on the education system. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, speaking of the education system, my next category is science denial, uh, science denial, boy, Boy, yeah. Let me. Boy. Let's just let's let's let out a, a moment of silence here for the people that don't believe in silence. I okay, mean, science, right. not science. 
Okay. All right, I can't do it any longer. I can't stay silent about it because this, this, this does. And I mean, if you if you follow me on any social media, you will see how much this does. It's a mixture of stressing me out and making me angry. I want to be understanding towards people who deny science, um, but they they would never say that they deny science. They would say that they don't see enough, um, you know, legitimate uh, proof for climate change, for instance, despite the right. fact yeah. that, you know, I, some people say 97%, some people say 99% of, of the scientific community is unanimous on this matter. You know, if you're listening to uh, Ted Cruz instead of the scientific community, all of them, <laughs> it would be one thing if it was 50% were like, things are bad, and the other 50% were like, I don't see anything. What are you guys talking about? Like, that's yeah. a debate. That's, that's, that, you know, or even if it was 80% versus 20%, then we've got some dissent to work with, but it's not that. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you're getting but, your mean, you climate can, change news from Ted Cruz, the BTK killer, I mean, it's tough to, <laughs> to believe that guy. I thought that he guy was, murdered uh, people in the 1980s. I thought he was Zodiac. I I he was Zodiac. Yeah, you were right. He is. Dang it. Okay. All right. He is the Zodiac killer. Uh, yeah. Um, but, but science denial concerning concerning COVID-19 that we're seeing unfold in front of us. Um, I've seen, I've seen as much as, um, Oh, well it's, it's like a, uh, it's like a mild flu. Some people say like, Oh, it's like a bad flu, but you know, you don't not go out in public cause of the flu. Um, but none of this is true. And I, I am horrible at math. I am horrible at math, but I, do you know, do you know what makes math? You know, what makes numbers understandable for those of us who are mathematically illiterate? graphs science they're amazing yeah yeah i mean these these graphs that we're seeing are staggering you know what's happening if you if you look at a, a graph even even if you don't see the numbers like i i, I want to beg for you to look at the numbers too but even if you aren't going to look at the numbers uh just the shape, just you, you see cases ticking up steadily. And then you see when, when precautions were put into place, you see suddenly that exponent starts to reduce proportionately, right? Yeah. Um, flattening the curve. That's what we've heard, you know, repeatedly, repeatedly, repeatedly. The object is to yeah. flatten the curve. Yeah. And I don't know who said that first, the CDC or the world health organization, but whoever did, I mean, that was, if you could, I, I could not think of a better, like easily it, thing that's easy to stick with when people say, uh, you know, it won't affect me or, um, uh, I'll, I'll be careful or I only visited my, my elderly grandmother twice. Um, and we, and they say, well, it didn't hurt me. Flatten the curve. We're talking about flattening the curve. You could have been, uh, you, you don't have to be suffering from COVID-19. You don't have to have any respiratory symptoms to be uh, a non-symptomatic a carrier. carrier. Exactly. So if you yeah. are if you are going out and living your life as, as normal, which I don't think most people are. At, at this point, I think enough stuff is shut down that you couldn't live your life normally. Um, yeah, there's, but, there's so many things closed down. It's, it's impossible to actually have a normal life. Yeah. And like right... Right when we were really starting to see the, the shutdowns on things, I had played a show on March 14th, and we did it, and the show wasn't canceled, and everybody, there was a lot of people there, and, you know, the next day, I just had such guilt about it, too. It was such a great show. Everybody had a lot of fun, but it was like, 
well, this, why, why did I do this? I mean, like, I'm glad yeah. I got to play it. I'm glad I got to see all these people and stuff. But, like, this could have been really irresponsible on my part. And ever since then, I have not gone anywhere. I've gone to yeah. work, and that's it. And, you know, I mean, that's what it is. I mean, it's not like... I'm worried about getting it. I mean, yeah, I'm worried about getting it, but I don't want to be that guy that gives it to somebody. I don't want to come over to your house, give it to you, and then, it, you know, it, it takes you out of the counter or it hurts your, your child. You have yeah. a, a newborn baby, and I could not live with that on my conscience if I gave it to somebody and it ended up killing them. Right. But I think, too, that that, that – um, now, if you, are, if you are blatantly denying – it at this point, especially, or even a week ago. Yeah, you should feel some guilt, but I don't think you should feel any guilt in that. I mean, we all, I think if you talk to any individual after this is all over, everyone had a different moment when it became like real or scary to them. Yeah. I mean, and for me, it was the, the last Friday I, 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 I got off paternity leave. I went back to work for four days and, uh, uh, governor Wolf, we live in Pennsylvania. I just doxed it. Uh, Governor Wolf <laughs> shut down the schools in the state. Um, and that when it, that's when, to me, it was like, okay, this is, you know, and I had been talking, students asked questions yeah. about it um, prior to that. And I told them, you know, like, it's a, it's a real thing. It's a scary thing because they had heard their favorite politician, uh, you know, say that it wasn't real or that it was a democratic hoax or that it was, you know, we'll get into some of the other conspiracy theories in the next category. Um, but I had said, you know, the, the reason it's dangerous is because it's so drastically contagious and because it is really hitting elderly folks hard. It, it's, it has killed professional athletes in, in Europe who were, you know, yeah. we're talking about people who soccer are soccer players and stuff, yeah, I believe. Yeah, we're talking about people who are the peak of fitness who got this and they died from it. So, uh, the science denial that, oh, it only affects old people. No, it doesn't. It doesn't only affect any, I mean, you yeah. shouldn't need the reason that you are in danger. That shouldn't be the reason, the only, like, that shouldn't be the extent it needs to go to for you to take it seriously. You should care enough about your fellow man and woman and non-binary person to actually, you know, take this seriously. We owe it to each other. That is, that is what a community is. You know, we, yeah. we have, and I mean, everybody speaks of, everyone speaks of small town community pride and stuff. And then at the end of the day, people are like, well, why do I need to stay home? I don't have it. Yeah. Well, think about your neighbor. Think about the, the elderly lady down the street yeah. who, is 95 and on oxygen. If you are around her and you sneeze and you spread germs to her, there's a, there's a 99% chance that she's not coming back from this. Yeah. Yeah. And then you live with this the rest of your life. Right. You're 100% right. We're going to see untold amounts of trauma based on our social connections to each other after this comes out. You might you might not get infected. You might not you know, you might not know anyone who dies from it, but you know, if it's your, even if it's your, like your mom's best friend or, you know what I mean? Like uh, clearly that's not as removed as you could be from a person who would still emotionally affect you. You should, I would argue, be emotionally affected by every death you hear about. Right. Um, but uh, you know, wow. when we come out, wow, you're, you're so weak. You're affected by every death you hear about. <laughs> All right, fine. <laughs> when I read about Hitler's death, I didn't really, you know, I was, Oh man, that, that, I didn't feel any of that, but, um, drats. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I think that's that's kind of the extent of the science denial I'm seeing on this. I think I think the idea that it's 
I think if 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 <laughs> if there was something going on where all of a sudden a knife grew out of your chest, right? There's just a knife sticking out of your chest, and it's like you can't hug people anymore. No one would. No one would be like, "No, nah, I'm still gonna hug," right? No, I can definitely so like watch watch how I can work around you to hug this knife. Yeah, like right. No, but no, you know what I mean because it, because that would be very tangible for everyone. Yeah. We wouldn't see that. You, we wouldn't see people who are like, oh, I'm still going to hug. It's not going to, I have a thick chest. It's not going to affect me. You know, but this. Right. This Just is, think about it. Think about if the spores or like the, the mucus or whatever that causes COVID-19 that when you cough, it was green. Think about how much more serious people would take it because they yeah. could physically see it. Yeah. Just because it's not there doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Just because you can't see it like doesn't love. mean it doesn't exist. That's yeah. what I meant. That's what Just, I meant. It's like love. It's like love, but horrible. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the, I, I really, I really need you to get into conspiracy theories. Because yeah. This is where I'm at. This is my bread and butter pickles. Yeah. I am. I've got my shovel. I'm ready to dig a dig a dig a ditch and build a five G tower. I'm ready to go. <laughs> yeah. This is really. I, I've got a lot of. I got a lot of content on this one too. Uh, Conspiracy Folks, if theory. you want to fast forward everything right to right now, this is it. <laughs> yeah, I, I just think I think that conspiracy theories are a cocktail almost. I feel like maybe we should have approached this category last. Conspiracy theories are like a cocktail of all of these categories, the worst of all of them okay. mixed together. Let's move it. To, let's move it to the end. Let's take. Do this, you want to do uh, that? This whiskey okay. sour and, and drink it at the end. Hey, you're straight edge. What are you talking about? Whiskey sours. Uh, I like the I like the smell of them. Just kidding. I actually don't know what's in one of those. So I know it's whiskey and probably uh, Sour Patch Kids or something. Because it's yeah, sour. Yeah, yeah. That, that's it. That's it. Oh, okay. That's, that's exactly Good. what it is. Yeah. So okay. Well, then that makes our next court category. Trump said. Oh. <sighs> Which let's put a let's I, get a, a big F in the chat for this one, boys. Yeah. I <laughs> I don't know what to say about this. I love how the tone in your voice has changed because you're, you went from demanding the, like you were commanding the facts to being like, Ooh, guys. Um, Ooh. Yeah. I know. I, I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I feel like my, I feel totally like my understand. tone when we talk about him after four years of this madness, <laughs> uh, I can't be as fired up as I was back during the election or the inauguration because I would have literally, my heart would have exploded by now. I think, I think I'm I'm a relatively healthy person, but I experienced anxiety induced tachycardia because of how closely I was following Trump world. Uh, But anyway, um, NPR has a really, really helpful uh, timeline of the CDC and World Health Organization, uh, how they responded to coronavirus, you know, day by day, and how Trump responded to coronavirus day by day. It is, and I, I know that a lot of people are like, oh, NPR is this, you know, liberal bastion. It is really very well, very well presented in an objective manner. Like, it is, it, it's literally... Absolutely, yeah. Like, let, I'm going to read to you, and I mean, they track this the whole way back to mm, January 5th, um, but the February 26th entry says, in a news conference, Trump said, 
when you have 15 people and the 15 within a couple of days is going to be down to close to zero, that's a pretty good job we've done. Um, if you look at, uh, which day was this? Um, if you look at March 5th, they, they blatantly state that the WHO praised Trump's response at that point. So I, I think that that's a good, that's a good indicator that they are, you know, being pretty, you know, objective with it. It is, it is just, right. I mean, now that's- you, you will find some opinion people and some commentary people on NPR who I, yes, they are, they are left. Um, and they will not be maybe stating this as objectively, nor will we be staying that objective. I think probably. Right. Let's let me, let me bring this up. It was something I, I thought was really important that you said to me the other day. Okay. You said that while we may shit on the idea of Trump's policies and things, you said you would be one of the first people to give him credit when he does something good. Yep. And I like to, I think we need to put that out in the air that, yeah, the guy's probably really bad at his job, and we know that. But yeah. if he does something good, it's not going to be like, well, he's only doing this for his own gain. Right. I mean, maybe he is sometimes. But, yeah. you know, it's 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 a bigger picture idea. Like, maybe we don't agree with the guy as a whole. But right. if he does something that's going to benefit an entire community or an entire country even, yeah. give him the yeah. credit where the credit's due. Right, and, then- and that's... I'm not a I'm not an enlightened centrist, and I'm not a I'm not a bootlicker by any means. I, I I think if we could have gotten rid of him, we should have gotten rid of him. That being said, we yeah. didn't. He is the president, um, and so if if he enacts a policy that I believe is positive, I'm going to say that. Now I'll still say he's putting children in cages. He's you know enriching himself blatantly. He is uh, he, he is the. I don't. He's definitely not the architect of it, and I don't think he's even the the, the person who's doing it best. But he is a prime example of uh, example of crony capitalism. He, the, you know, this this I, I, the 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 rural conservative defense oftentimes is, you know, if he didn't have the best interests at heart, he's a billionaire. He didn't need to be the president. Why would he have done that if he didn't care for us? Well. Can you think of a more powerful position? I mean, we call him leader of the free world. How how yeah. better can you manipulate? But we'll we'll have plenty of general criticism uh, for Trump. Yeah, it goes as far as to if you get into the right subreddit or the wrong page on Facebook, people pray to Donald Trump. Yeah, people pray to Donald Trump as their savior. Yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of nuts. Um, That's it's kind of like what? Wait, what? Yeah. So March 11th, Trump said in the Oval Office address, the vast majority of Americans, the risk is very, very low. Um, it, again, yeah, I guess you're right, but that's not what, like, the, if we did everything because the majority was served, like, that's the whole reason that there are, I mean, we're, we're switching it a little bit when we're going to talk about, um, you know, specific semantics of governing uh, compared to a pandemic, but like limitations on the majority exist in the constitution so that the majority can't destroy the minority that like it exists there for a reason. Um, yeah. Yeah. March 17th after, after, you know, almost a month of downplaying this whole thing saying it's just going to go away on its own. This is when Trump turns. And this is when he says, he says, this is a pandemic. I felt it was a pandemic long before it was called a pandemic. That isn't true. That isn't true. And and, and people eat it. Like, I, I, I posted a video 
where he blatantly calls it a hoax, a democratic hoax uh, at a campaign rally. But then when he's having a press conference, he says it's a pandemic and I knew it was a pandemic and uh, and I'm not going to do a Trump impression. I, I'm speaking far more. Far, you know, hey, I uh, think I think you have to do the due diligence and give us the Trump impression. Like, I can't. It's really bad. It. My you wife says to it's do the, it. My wife says it's my worst impression. I mean, maybe, what's your best impression? Mickey Mouse? Let's, yeah, probably. Let's hear the Trump. No. Uh, maybe on a later podcast. <laughs> maybe on a later podcast. <laughs> we um, can't give them what they want right away. No, no. Um, March 24th, Trump uh, speaks about Easter being a very special day for him, because you know how deeply faithful he is. Uh, and he wants the country to be reopened for a, uh, for Easter. Clearly, that didn't happen. And it shouldn't have. At this um, yeah, at this point, we are a week removed from Easter. So. Yeah. April 7th, Trump criticizes the World Health Organization organization for mishandling the pandemic. He says the WHO really blew it. I don't know if anyone actually calls them the WHO, but it's easier to say WHO than WHO. Uh, hey, let me, just, let me just insert <laughs> Let me insert this here real quick. Yeah. Before I really knew what the world were, uh, I just said whore. <laughs> the World <laughs> Health Organization was. I kept seeing like posts on Reddit and said, who said this? And I'm like, who did say it? Nobody's ever telling me who said it. And yeah. I'm like, oh, it's the World Health Organization, you giant idiot. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think, too, and, and I'll connect this uh, to Trump said, because Trump has been tweeting uh, he 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 retweeted multiple things about firing Dr. Fauci, who has worked under I don't know how many presidents since since Reagan. Um, so regardless of the party, the guy looks old. Dr. So Fauci he's probably actually been, been serving since eight, Ulysses S. Grant. Yeah, well, he was he was apparently I did I did a little bit of research into him. He was one of the leading. Sorry, that was a joke. I, I should have laughed at that. <laughs> he's not been serving since no, Ulysses right. S. Grant. Uh, <laughs> You 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 miss you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Okay, Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott. Um so yeah, he he's been he was a, a leading expert during the AIDS epidemic. Um so the the guy has put in the time. Um I can yeah. read you a list of his qualifications, but if you're not already convinced about why you should listen to a doctor and not uh, a reality uh, a reality show host who found his way into the Oval Office, um, then I don't know. I can't, I'm not going to convince you. Um, but you know, Trump retweeted some of these things about firing him and that invalidated Dr. Fauci in the eyes of all of the Trump sycophants, all of the people who, you know, who are, who are, you know, calling him the savior of the country or, you know, the guy who got us back on track or the people who are, flying Trump flags at the same height as the American flag. You know, these people. Oh, that's my favorite. Yeah. That, those are yeah, my favorite people. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. You know, the, 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 in the eyes of those people, Dr. Fauci is invalidated. And so then I see this video posted uh, where a chiropractor or a, or a chiropractic surgeon, I don't want to downplay him. I don't, uh, if you're a chiropractor, you're an important person. Don't get me wrong. That being said, your knowledge does not you're supersede. You're the backbone of your, America. Your opinion does not supersede. Yeah, yeah. Your opinion does not supersede the knowledge of leading experts in the field of epidemiology. It doesn't work like that. I, I, yeah. I, I posted that, uh, you know, I, um, I, I teach computer classes. If you have a question on how to do something on a computer and you ask me how to do it, I can probably give you a decent idea. But if 
someone who is trained in information technology disagrees with me, or God forbid, the architect of a piece of technology says, no, you know, he's wrong, believe them, not me. Like, I, I am not high enough up in my discipline to be the type of person who is making policy decisions. That would just be completely asinine. You know, I can, I can give same, you... Go ahead. It's the same way in the, in the culinary field and stuff, too. I mean, granted, yeah, I went to culinary school, but I'm not, you know, classically trained in French, classically trained in French food. So, like, yeah. if you got to ask Gordon Ramsay how you make a souffle, ask him. Don't ask me. Yeah. I don't even like souffles. Yeah, I mean, he'll probably scream at you more than you would. I think I'd still ask you because you'd be nice about it. No, I'm going to start yelling at people about how to make souffles, too. Jeez. Um, so I won't, I won't stick on that long, but that is, I mean, I just, that, that's going to, that's going to be a phenomenon that we have to come back to a lot is the people who, it does not matter what the man says, you know, no one, I shouldn't say no one, a lot of people do. There's a, there's a portion of people specifically in our communities who, you know, will not, their opinion cannot be changed on him. Right. You, you occasionally right. have someone who will do the whole caveat of like, man, I sure wish he'd shut his mouth every once in a while, but he is my president and he lowered my taxes. And, and I don't know how he lowered your taxes because he raised mine. Uh, but, um, but it's because he knows you're part, a libtard. Yeah, that's probably, that's probably what it is. Um, for the most part, uh, you know, people say it's like, oh, his, the way he talks is refreshing. The way he talks is hateful. The way he talks is toxic. The way he talks, he yeah. delegitimizes experts that he knows are experts. Um, yeah, he delegitimizes them in the eyes of his his supporters, his followers. He doesn't delegitimize them in the eyes of people who are, you know, objectively reasoning through things. But that'd um, be like if you, as a person who is not the president, yeah. were just like blah blah blah. All these people are terrible. Blah blah blah. Blah blah blah. You should not believe anything an expert has to say about it. And as just a normal person, people would be like, well, this guy's an idiot. Why yeah. wouldn't he believe the scientist? But then you have a guy who is the color of skin, the color of an, a carrot, and then you just believe everything he says. Yeah. I, I think, think a, a nice fake tan and everybody would believe you. I. What about Cheeto dust? Could I just... Yes. Okay. Just right. cover yourself in flaming Hot Cheeto dust. has to oh. be flaming Hot, not regular. That's a deal breaker. That would be Why? ouchy because it's gonna hurt like around your uh, eyes and stuff. Though he does well. Well, just okay. be careful around your eyes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, we digress. All right. Uh, my, you good if I go to the next category? Yeah. Is it conspiracy theories? No, it's not yet. Um, the next one is I'm Shucks. not a sheep and I won't give up my liberties. Oh. What do you think about that? This is these um, are these, I, are, the, these are the people with. Um, uh, Confederate flags with uh, you know an assault rifle on it, and it says "Come and take it." Th like, th or my favorite that... is the uh, my favorite is the new LGBT flag, where it's like Liberty, Beer, Guns, and Trump. Those oh, are the best yeah. kinds of people. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Making a mockery out of an organization that you know supports people, um, and you just want to turn it into your gun-toting, beer-swilling, Trump-supporting. Liberty loving people. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean that, I, I think that we can devote an entire episode to is about how so many, so many regressive folks want to attack a community that they don't understand, despite the fact that they, yeah. th they belong to a community that has a set of, uh, I, I won't say there's an ethic to it. 
uh, they belong to a community that is all about crushing communities. They've, you know what I mean? Like they've essentially created their own, it's, it's a sociological anomaly where you would organize with a group of people. It would be like, um, I, there was a, there was a Facebook post or a, a tweet one time that went out that said something about, uh, I'm so happy to have united all the flat earthers around the globe. Right. <laughs> so, like if you are part of an, or if you are part of a community that, that disenfranchises all other communities who, um, meet under a specific exception that you are exempt from, then you are, you're not only a hypocrite, you're like, you know, dangerously unthinking in your hypocrisy. I'm a hypocrite yeah. too. I get it. I do. I know that I'm a hypocrite. I, I order a lot of stuff from Amazon not a lot of stuff. I've been trying to get better. Um, and I criticize yeah. Jeff Bezos. I mean, I mean, it helps right now that Amazon's prime deals are only good for like, they, I mean, you get shipping in a month now. So I've been like, okay, this is a good time to not order from Amazon because it takes, they're shipping out essential items now, not the, the new mic stand that I ordered last week, which won't yeah. be here till May 1st, but right. So I'm not a sheep and I won't give up my liberties. Um, there, have you seen the photo of the people outside of um, the Ohio State House? I don't think I have. They look like they look like zombies. It looks like a zombie movie um, because it is. I mean, again, to to prove nothing necessarily because of how they look, but it is a bunch of people not practicing social distancing, not wearing masks, slamming on, uh, you know, the window of this building um, at the, you know, at least photographer inside, if not other people, demanding that all things go back to normal because either they've, and, and a lot of them are wearing MAGA hats, whether it's because they believe what Trump said, they are blatant science deniers, um, this, the, they cannot be the first category. They, these are not genuinely, uh, ignorant people. These are not people in the general ambivalence. These are people who have chosen to reject everything in front of them, you know? Um, yeah. And, and I feel like as a, a left leaning person, they automatically think that I don't care anything about the economy. Like, right. Obviously, I work in a field that is directly based upon how the economy is doing. If the economy is doing is poorly, I may be out of a job in six months to a year. So I'm yeah. all for getting things back to going and back to normal, but I'm not trying to kill everybody in the country too, because guess what happens if you don't have anybody in your country? You also have no economy because there's nobody to, there's no consumerism at that point. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I saw this, um, when did I take this screenshot? I saw this for the first time, I think, um, like at the end of March. Um, and someone was posting on a group about how exhausting it is to be working at Walmart. And I, I during this whole thing, I can't imagine what that must be like. Um, no. But you constantly know, stocking were, shelves. Yeah, and having um, to deal with having to deal with people who don't think this is real. Like right, and that's what this guy posted. Uh, you know, everyone says like, "Oh, I was on the, I was looking at, I was at the Walmart. Um, it was pretty busy today. Today is a check day for senior citizens. I'm scared to go. I was just sitting in a vehicle observing, which seems weird to me. Like, don't if you don't have to go out, 
uh, don't go out at all. I mean, if anytime you drive out, you're take like, even if you stay in your car, which is better, I guess, you're still taking a risk of yeah. like having an accident. Then first responders need to be there. You know, we're currently under a burn ban, and I said to my wife, "It's not that dry. Why are we under a burn ban?" And she said, "They don't want people to be having unnecessary fires." Um, because if it gets out of control, you've got to have first responders come out. So that would be a you know that would be a yeah, big deal. But anyway, this guy responds. This guy responds to her. Uh, wow, wow, wow! I love you. People think everyone needs to quote unquote lock down. Not everyone is a sheep. You want to be a sheep to the government and their fear mongering. I actually enjoyed a few laps around Walmart, laughing at the crowds of idiots, and did some Easter shopping. I know I'm a terrible person. And, and that is a, a level of blatant defiance and oh, I, I just can't like that's that's poison. That's community poison. Yeah. Right. Like that. That's the person that is the person who would bore who would burn down the forest because they have a few trees in their backyard that they can enjoy. That's that's who does that's, that. That's a great analogy. That's that hits the nail literally right on the head. Um, do you want to share one of your conspiracy? Th- oh, I'm sorry. We're not at conspiracy theories yet. Well, we might as well go there. I mean, the, the free base, the, the based patriot libertarian who thinks that this is tyranny, um, is only a small measure removed from the ultimate conspiracy. Level. Yeah. Conspiracy theories. So let's like, go there. Tyranny at, the, at this point, I feel like, especially, I mean, we've already doxxed ourselves saying that we're from Pennsylvania, but I don't know how it is for other states because I have not been keeping up with it because I'm as much as I am taking this very seriously I know from my mental health that looking at coronavirus subreddits or the news every day is just making me the most anxious son of a bitch in the world and I need to not do it so I've been keeping tabs on like what's going on in Pennsylvania and the fact that so many people hate Governor Tom Wolf is just mind blowing yeah I mean he's kind of meh for me like he's not but my criticism is he's not nearly left enough you know, um, but yeah, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, he's pretty, he's, he's pretty centered on a lot of things, mm-hmm. but like I, I was mentioning this to you earlier today and I had actually just had to make a friend request on Facebook to somebody just because I needed to call them out on all the garbage that they post. And it just felt so like this guy believes that governor Tom Wolf, he, he is, I don't know if, if we had talked about this earlier in the episode, but he associates Governor Tom Wolf with being Adolf Hitler. Yeah. Because Governor Tom Wolf is putting in an order for anybody who needs to go to an essential business or anybody who works in an essential business to wear a mask. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why this is a giant issue. It's literally a face covering. He's not telling you to get a number tattooed on your arm yep. so we can, you know, inventory you like a sheep yep. so we can take you off to slaughter. We're just asking you to cover your damn face. Yep. Why is that an issue? Yep. Yeah. You know, I think, I don't think, I don't think 5G is bringing the coronavirus. I think it's just making all these conspiracy theorists people just dumber. I think that's what 5G (laughs) does. I think it makes all of you conspiracy theorists just idiots. I can't say I don't believe in some conspiracy theorists. Let me, let me just tell you about my favorite conspiracy theory here real quick. No. That, yeah, no, it's a really good one. It's nothing crazy. It's that Michelle Obama created the dance move, The Dab. Because she wanted people to sneeze into their arms, not out oh. in the open. That That's is kind of 100% my favorite conspiracy theory. 
Okay. I don't know how true it is. But I thought you were going to talk about just... Sasquatch. I'm sorry. I thought you were going to. No, that's no. It's all right. I we we don't need to talk about Sasquatch as much as he exists, and he would enjoy this podcast. And oh, I don't God. know how the Sasquatch population will fare with the coronavirus, but he, Sasquatch is probably social distancing more than these regressive people. Yeah. So well, and all you mean there. because he doesn't exist, he cannot possibly social close himself with anyone. So. He is he is the social distancing champ. Anyways, okay. but yeah, yeah, like I just don't understand why people have such an issue with wearing a face cover. Yeah. Um, How many I, times I saw... did you turn your t-shirt into a ninja mask as a kid? All the time. T-shirt ninja mask. Like that's what you get to wear in public. Yeah. Oh, honestly, the masks that we have, I think. I mean, I don't know. It makes me feel kind of post-apocalypse you know, the punk wandering the wastelands kind of thing. We had to take uh, our daughter for her first round of uh, vaccinations. Yes, we vaccinate because we believe in science. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah. And the, the pediatrician called us about a week ahead of time and said, we need to change your appointment from the afternoon to the morning because we're having all people coming in for well checks in the morning and anyone with symptoms coming in in the afternoon. And, you know, we were nervous about going out anyway, but it was honestly, you know, um, it was a little eerie being at this huge, you know, medical facility and there's like no one there. It was like a ghost town, but it made me feel good that they were, you know, taking it so seriously. So anyway, we had to sport our masks that day. And, I, you know, by the end of the thing, I had like weird lines on my face and my, you know, my beard was all matted in my own saliva because I'm a disgusting beast. Um <laughs> but it, it's not a big deal. Like if you're if you're considering that it saves, it could save lives. What's your problem? What's your problem? Yeah. So um, can I share? Can I share? You know, just a uh, my favorite conspiracy theory. Yes. Okay. Can please you, do. I'm gonna. I, I know that our listeners can't see this, um, and I'll, I'll read it to you here. Um, this was posted by a person who is who I'm related to. Um, sadly, I don't mean it's sad that I'm related to this person. I, I, I mean, it's sad that they believe this. Um, it's, uh, a six panel, uh, meme. It says, if no one else is no one else seeing this first panel has people in hazmat suits pushing a coffin and it says create virus. The next one shows, um, a bunch of military personnel in a Humvee in front of a strip mall. And the picture, I believe, is actually um, from Los Angeles in the night uh, during the uh, the riots in the during the Rodney okay. King riots. Um, it says lockdown, which you you are not under lockdown or martial law. That is complete disinformation. Um, the next right, one, it's like, hey, it's it's really just, hey, don't go here if you don't have to. Yeah, nobody's arguably nobody's forcing you to stay home. Yeah, it's suggested. Right. The next one is um, a KFC cash register with the picture of the colonel's face that says, to serve you better, we've gone cashless. The caption says, go cashless. The next one is um, a cell tower that I saw someone fact check. It's not even actually a 5G cell tower. <laughs> it's it's actually, like it's an older cell tower. It says, install 5G. Um, then there's a picture. It's actually 3G. It's, it's, it's really slow. Yeah, yeah. It's 3G. Then there's a picture of an x-ray of a person's hand and you can see kind of like in the in the web between their uh, their their thumb and their forefinger not I don't mean web you know what I mean I don't have webbed hands uh, <laughs> there's like some weird there's like some weird insert there and it says create RFID 
And then the last panel is a picture of Bill Gates with the um, United Nations logo, logo behind him, and it says inject as vax. Um, and then the, you know, they put it all together for us. They create a virus. They lock down the world. They go cashless. They install 5G. They make ID 2020 RFID universal vaccine implants to work with the 5G networks, and then they mandate the COVID vaccine. How did we get here? <laughs> how, how did I we just, get I'm here? I'm so concerned of the fact that they're just upset that we're not going to pay with cash. You have to pay with your card. Why is that an issue? I think their point is if you can't pay with cash, then, you know, credit is your only option. And then there's uh, a time okay, stamp. I didn't think of it like that. Yeah, like this person was at this place at this time. Um, so I... I unfriended this person. I couldn't do it anymore. I, I it was bad because I was intentionally. I had them unfollowed so like they weren't popping up on my feed anymore anyway. But I would still. But you still look at. I them. did. I would go to her page. Yes. Oh, I. Hey, are we in the same boat together? Because that's how I. Am. Yeah, and but and it would just make me so angry every time. Every time I looked at it, so I unfriended this person, and I did not indicate that I did. And and I mean, like we're not active really in each other's lives anyway. So it was it, it was not. I still wish them the best. I hope that someday they wake up to reality. Um, but that sounds like I'm like a red pill or person <laughs> like get out of the matrix. Yeah. But, uh, Neo. But, the I, red pill or the blue yeah. pill. Yeah. I, I mean, to this person, I, we've had a conversation before where I say, like, there's so much clear, obvious evil going on. I, and I, do, I don't know if I use the word evil, and I don't I don't use that word lightly. Maybe I shouldn't use... I, no, I do mean... It is, it is evil to profit off of other people's suffering. So, like, when we have billionaires in this country who didn't pay any income taxes last year, right, and they are being enriched just because their money exists and is 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 uh, increasing because of the interest rate that they hold it at, but also because they're paying people virtually nothing to work, um, and they can't unionize, and they hold. I mean, and if they quit, they've got a million people who want the job because they need the job too. We've got enough people in this country who are unemployed or underemployed. They've got an endless source uh, of new hires. So. Of just people, yeah, it's just a, you fire one, you bring on the, the same, arguably the same guy the next day. Right. And it's just, just like, that guy gets fed up with it in two or three weeks, and it's just, it's an endless cycle right. of like, you're always replaceable in these people's minds. Yeah, and it's happening right in front of us. So like, that's the, that's, that's happening in the open, and we're doing nothing about it. Why do you need to look for, you know, how many devils are on the head of a match to figure out you know, what's really wrong with the world. So anyway, uh, she, and she didn't really have much of a comeback for that. But then today, that and that was years ago we had that conversation. Today, she sent me um, a, uh, a link to, a, to patentscope.wipo.int, which doesn't look like... Um, I, I didn't. I honestly did not look at it very long. Her her general approach to argument is to hit you with a wall of text, and this is literally a patent document um, for W O two O two O O six O six O six cryptocurrency system using body activity data, and she sent this with the caption: "Patent numbers don't lie. Don't claim to do your research if you're only researching what complements your narrative." And then like the eye roll emoji. I guess it is. And this is, I mean, I, I did look through the document a little bit. It is a patent 
that will allow cryptocurrency uh, mining to occur based on gyroscopic sensors in your, your device. And she's tying this somehow to nanotechnology. Um, it, it does kill me that she sent me this, like she doesn't want to be tracked or followed. And she sent me this on Facebook <laughs> with her smartphone. <laughs> um, yeah, no, they're not, they're not watching her or listening. She probably yeah. doesn't have an Alexa or a Google home in her house either. That's yeah. probably the case. Right. Yeah. Cause she's an off the grid based Patriot libertarian, uh, who's never profited. probably in the middle of a city. Yeah. Yeah. She's never profited from any public money ever. So that's all sarcasm. My real, my real issue here is why is everybody have beef with Bill Gates now? Like Bill Gates three months ago, everybody was like, I love Bill Gates. Yeah. Now they're like, you know what? Fuck Bill Gates. That's really what it is. (laughs) I, I don't know. Honestly. I mean, here's the thing. I don't know that I believe that there is any such thing as a good billionaire. Because billionaires are dragons hoarding wealth. Like, if if they... And don't get me wrong. I know Bill Gates has done a lot of good things. Um, hey, also, you you keep your Lord of the Rings reference out of this podcast. Nobody wants to hear about you talking about Smaug or whatever his name is. <laughs> you, you actually said <laughs> it right, too. Keep- you actually said it right. You didn't say Smog. You said Smaug, because that is his name. <laughs> um, but, I mean, he's, he's done things um, that are good. But it doesn't change the fact that he literally has enough money to virtually end poverty in this country, right? right. Uh, and, and when they do give money, we're talking about, like, if you were to give $20, you would have given proportionately. If you would have given $6, I, I forget which, oh, man, I have to find it for a future podcast. Um, but it talked I about, remember seeing. I remember seeing what you're talking about, though. Yeah, it talked I don't about remember the figures either. It talked about an amount of money that uh, Mark Zuckerberg gave when he he donated money. I don't know, a few years back, and it was a lot of it was a lot of money um, towards I think just general health, right? Um, but it would be as if you, the average American, gave six dollars. So I I agree with you. I I don't understand why now all of a sudden. You know, Bill Gates is the worst guy in the world to to these people, but I I do yeah, recognize you bring, up, you bring up a solid point yeah. that he's like I mean, is it is anybody with that much wealth ultimately a great person? Yeah, but I mean that's the thing. I also I also own a a car and I also purchase I, I own a house and all of these materials around me that I have consumed or or, or I use on a daily basis are created by companies owned by billionaires how am i going to get a how like how do you live then that's i mean that's always the the libertarian thing like oh you think socialism will work well that's very convenient then that you buy things from corporations well there's literally not another option there's not another option right right yeah are you building your own car to drive around i mean obviously it's a little easier to build your own house to live in but those are certain skills that you need that not everybody possesses so i don't have another i mean if bill gates funds a vaccine that's good that's not you know that's that's good do i do i expect he will profit off of it yes do i expect that he is secretly part of the Illuminati or the Bilderberg group or what the satanic hollow world lizard people. Uh, no, no. I, I think, I think we have an obvious injustice in front of us based on wealth inequality that I don't have to go 
and I mean, that makes it sound like I'm knowingly ignorant. I don't mean I haven't looked into it. I, especially in college, the conspiracy theories fascinated me and I would read what was put in front of me. I didn't buy any of it, but I've looked into a lot yeah. of the stuff they say, a lot of the anti-vaxxers and, um, you know, off Ooh. supposedly off the grid Anti- folks. Oh, anti-vax is like an entire, like, we could do an entire run of episodes about anti-vaccination. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think so too. Um, but yeah, I don't. I, I agree with you. If you if you other if you liked Bill Gates before, nothing that he's done in the last three months should make you not like Bill Gates. Um, yeah. If you if you want to not like Bill Gates, just look at the amount of wealth he has and the amount he uses to do good things with, which is good. It does not take away the good. The bad comes from the fact that he has the ability to do more good and isn't. And he profited yeah. off of people Absolutely. who suffered. So, anyway, that's sorry. You have do you have more conspiracy theory stuff? Yeah, it's really just the five G and stuff, yeah. and just the people that don't really like. They think I, I didn't delve too much into the Democratic hoax because I just think that is absolutely the craziest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, and I don't even want to read it. I don't want it to be in my search history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I just don't get it. But, you know, I think, do you have any, any more of those Jeopardy topics for us? Um, the last one would have been, it won't affect me, but I feel like we've touched on those people because they kind of exist in all yeah. these groups to a degree. Um, a lot of the conspiracy theory folks, I, I don't mean to paint with a broad brush and say conspiracy theorists believe this thing. There are a million different conspiracies out there. Um, some, I mean, this conspiracy theorist who I interacted with, believes that the coronavirus is a thing. Now, she does also believe it was created by, I, I don't know what she would call them, the New World Order, something, I, some some group that is vying. I mean, you know what I think of when I think of the NWO, brother. Yeah, I know. I know what you think of. <laughs> I know what you think of. Like how some, many, someone how many, sent me. How many wrestling references do you think you'll be able to pepper throughout this podcast? Um, with my extensive knowledge of the history of professional wrestling, so many. Nice. You talk about the New World Order, I'm like, which do you like? Do you like Wolfpack or do you like original NWA? I mean, we can go from wherever you want. Good. And with But but wrestling is not something we need to discuss <laughs> right now. Okay. Um, so that's the end of my my categories or my Jeopardy uh subject areas. Um You know, I think we've I think we've hit it pretty well today. Okay. All of this and stuff. I think that's a good way a good place to end. I mean Obviously, I've heard that Governor Wolf is maybe trying to open things back up in the... I mean, I work in the restaurant business still, but on the other side of things, so there's always talks about, like, hey, when are restaurants going to open up? Yeah. When do I need to increase inventory on products and things? But, like, I don't I don't see things being normal for a, a while yet. Yeah. I mean, you can open up a restaurant, but you're never going to fill a restaurant anytime soon no. like you're gonna have to seat every other table no restaurant's gonna be full capacity for at least i would say at best six months oh and I then mean, that puts yeah. you at six months puts you into into the winter and stuff and then it, it's it's gonna be weird but i think as long as people listen to what needs to happen mm-hmm. you you wear your mask because you should and you wash your hands and you you just practice the social distancing and stuff and i think i think things are getting better yeah. But I don't know because I try not to read into it too much. Um, it's we are. It, I don't want the I don't want the false hope. Yeah, 
I, I don't think you should live with false hope. I wouldn't say things are getting better. The curve is successfully being flattened, which is good. Um, but if we, I mean, and I think Governor Wolf's approach has been much more wait and see. Other governors have said like, yes. you know, um, uh, other governors have like canceled events through July at this point. He is taking a much more, which I don't disagree with in any way. Um, and to a degree, I do think that, that it might be better for Wolf to, you know, um, give people a better projection instead of saying like each two weeks, I'm going to update you on how much longer we'll be closed. It would be better to say, yeah. I, I think, you know, but the, the return to normalcy will be a layered, a state, you know, a state, a stage by stage kind of thing. Um, one yeah, of the, it's not like, it's not like on Monday, everybody's like, we're going all going back to work and we're all going out to the movies and we're all going out to dinner. It's, yeah. it's going to be a, a step one, a step two, a step three, uh, right. Step four or five, maybe normalcy, but that's that normalcy is not, we're in the new normal now. Yeah. As of right now. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, so if you are listening to this, which if you're hearing my voice, then you clearly are. Um, if you are, have taken proper precautions, you are distancing socially, you are wearing a mask when you have to go out, you are not accepting visitors to your home, you are not visiting others in their home, um, keep doing that. Uh, and understand that there are m- literal millions of other people doing that exact thing, and it's difficult for them as well. If you're one of the people who is deemed essential and you are out working, thank you so much for everything you're doing. Like we cannot, thanks isn't enough. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and if you are listening and you, I doubt you got to this point. If you think everything we're saying is just, (laughs) Oh, we've, we've talked people off this ledge. 30 times in the past. I don't even actually know how long we're going because GarageBand only gives me a measure count, yeah. not time. So yeah. we're at a 20, like 2,400 measures yeah. without doing the math in my head. I don't know, actually know how long that is. Yeah. But there's, we've lost a lot of regressives at this point if they yeah. were like, what's this little episode about? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, all right. Are we done? We're good. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll give up? a uh, thanks to Josh at uh, Native Studios for you know mixing this episode together and uh, also our intro song, which you'll hear at the beginning. We don't have an outro song because we're not fancy, yeah. so it's just going to be us tailing off uh, with a closer. Yeah, and thanks to Kayla Little for designing the thumbnail image that you are hopefully seeing on this. Uh, I haven't seen it yet myself at recording of this, but uh, I'm sure it's awesome. Um, and yeah, I, I'm going to agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. She's also, she also does tattoos too. I can't for the life of me, remember the name of the studio, but obviously nobody's getting tattoos currently because right. it's, uh, right. We're getting your haircut. I need a haircut so bad. <laughs> <laughs> My hair is so long. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm Andrew and I'm Tyler and we are alone in the boondocks. <laughs>